Welcome to Functional Threshold Dad with Rob Gibson, episode 5. It's been a, uh, about a week and a half since I've done an episode. I've recorded a bunch, again, you know, I kind of went through this on episode 1, that I record them, I listen to them, I delete them, I don't like them. It wasn't actually the case this time, it was more, you know, I'd record a few on topics that I wanted to discuss, and then I changed my mind. And just decide to go a different direction. And then, you know, I recorded one on the last day of school and just never got around to publishing it. And then when I listen to it now, it really doesn't have the same relevance or make the same sense because it was a week and a half ago. But speaking of that now, this is it. Like, we're in the thick of kids home until September. And you know it's been um, it's been a bit of a wild ride so far. So I'm still alive. None of that has changed. But I gotta tell you, like it kind of crept up. It crept up super, super fast. And it was like all of a sudden, it's oh shit, it's the last day of school. And you know I gotta tell you, um, we usually do camps. Right, so we kind of try and stagger camps for the three younger ones, anyways. The older one, whatever, you're fine. So we've done it throughout the years, where it's like, okay, we'll do a week of this camp, and then they can be home for a week. Then we'll do a week of this camp, and you take vacation, and I'll take vacation, and just blah 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 blah. And you try and organize all this shit, but you know, when you look at the cost of camps these days, it's fucking insane. Like, honestly, you, you go through this stuff and you sit there and you think, is it worth it to put the kids, three kids, in camp from 9 to 3 for of all times? And, you know, you get the, well, okay, you can drop them off at 8, but it's going to be an extra 125 bucks a kid. And you can pick them up at 5, but that's going to be an extra 200 bucks a kid. And then you got to pay for the camp from 9 to 3. And by the end of the week... With three kids, you're you're out of fucking mortgage payment. So, you know, it's it's one of those things that you kind of have to make that decision on. Do you just try and work around it, right? Do you just try and work around having them at home? And we moved up north, you know, nine years ago in August, and it was to be able to get land, right? Like two acres of land, let the kids be outside and play. One of the first things we did was pave the driveway. Like it was gravel when we moved in. And we've got a big, like, horseshoe driveway, right? Two entrances, and it's a lot of space. So they can do their bikes and their rollerblades and their road hockey and whatever the fuck they want to do. And then, you know, you do the other things where you put in the pool, you put in the hot tub. We recently bought a swing set um, because we lost one in the tornado that happened last year. And then we got another trampoline. Now, trampolines have been the bane of our existence since we moved into this house, I think this is our fourth, and that's one of the problems with living where we live and being surrounded by nothing, is when you get a storm, it's a fucking storm. Like, the wind blows through those farmer's fields, like the wrath of Mother Nature, just saying, Gibsons, you pissed me off, and I'm coming after you. And it's, we've had fucking trampolines literally I was driving home from work one day and watched the trampoline from our backyard like a tumbleweed go across the main street leading north and thinking 
shit, that looks a lot like, oh, fuck, that is our trampoline. And then having to go out in torrential downpour and try and drag this thing out of the swale of a major highway so another car doesn't hit it or it just continues to tumble and really cause some damage. So, you know, we, we've had these issues and you're probably listening to this being like, well, Rob, why don't you fucking anchor your trampoline? This bitch was anchored. Like, I had the trampoline with the rebar that you pound into the ground three feet and then attach your trampoline to it. It is no match for North Durham weather. It will pull that shit out of the ground. We had another trampoline that had like these horseshoe anchors that you fucking sledgehammered through the legs and they had teeth on them like serrated edges to keep them in the ground. And even that shit didn't work. So this one, I literally have placed landscape bricks on every leg, plus used the horseshoe anchors, and then went as far as placing patio slabs on top of the bricks as well, just to give it that extra weight. Now mowing the lawn, I have to remove all these bricks, move the trampoline, mow the lawn, put it back, and put all the bricks back. It's not the most convenient thing, but I'm hoping that it stays put. Anyways, you do all of this in hopes that, you know, you can work from home or work in the evenings and the kids need, you know, supervision and food, but minimal because they've got a lot of things to keep themselves busy, right? And like any parent, you, you want to minimize screen time. The, the dream of all dreams because the world has changed and... Everything is technology, and it blows my mind now how, you know, I look at my children, and even my youngest at nine, being able to pick up an iPad and do the things that he can do that, fuck, when I was nine, it was still a piece of paper and some freaking crayons. So, you know, maybe if you were lucky, you had an original Nintendo with Super Mario Brothers where you had to pull out the cartridge and blow in it and then stick it back in to get it to work again. But the screen time is, it's also a savior. Like I gotta say, at those times when you gotta take a phone call or you're even just trying to switch a load of laundry and it's dad, 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 dad. You know, that word that you love to be called, but you fucking, you hate at the same time because you hear it so many times a day. It gets to the point where you say, okay, just take your iPad and go sit down. Throw on that movie you wanted to watch. Because, honestly, they get mesmerized and they get put in that trance of, I'm not going to bother my parents for anything until they tell me to get off of my screen. So, it's evil, but very beneficial at the same time. And, you know, this whole out-of-school thing has, you know, crept up, but it's been okay. Yeah, except for, like, this weekend, right? So talk about that's putting in the pool, and this was a couple years ago. We had one when we moved in, and all we really did was replace it because the thing was falling apart. And, um, 
it's an above ground, like, 24-foot round saltwater pool, 52 inches deep, like, nothing crazy, but it's a pool, and I was topping up the water, it's been so fucking hot the last week, that it's evaporating very quickly, right, it's a nice temperature, but it's evaporating quick, so I topped it up, like, three, four inches of water the other day, and I come out the next morning, and I'm looking at the pool going, like, what the... What's going on here? Because I'm now down like eight inches. So I start to really dive into, <laughs> dive into, no pun intended, but I really start to dive into what's going on here. And I remember I'd done a backwash and I'd done a rinse and, you know, I went and checked the filter and I'm like, okay, it's, it's on the filter setting, but it, the handle's up a little bit. Uh, did somebody fuck around with my filter? And am I losing water through my backwash hose? Because it's not, you know, perfectly clicked down in the right setting. So, automatically I blame my children. I go inside and I'm like, yo, something's going on with the pool. And I think it was the kids. And I think they did this. And my wife looks at me and she's like, are you sure we don't have a leak? And I'm like, no, 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 we don't have a leak. Um, yeah, so we had a leak. So anyways, I go out the next morning after topping the pool back up again. And it's down even more. And I'm going, shit. So I do my perimeter check, right? You walk around the pool, and the first thing you do, you look for water. So if the water's not in the pool, it's, it's somewhere else. And sure enough, the one edge of the pool, I can see it. it's essentially a steady stream of water coming out of the pool. And you can't see where it is, because it's got steel around the side of the pool, and it's somewhere in the liner, and it's coming out from underneath the pool. And I'm like, shit. So I get stripped down in my underwear. It's like 8 o'clock in the morning. I hop in this freezing-ass cold pool. I got a little bottle of fucking food coloring. I'm trying to figure I put the food coloring in to see if that dye goes somewhere towards the hole. I don't have a leak detection kit. I was hoping to never need one. So I don't have that awesome blue dye that works perfect for these situations. I've got myself a little neon food coloring that we use for fucking making cookies or something. Anyways, it's not working. So I'm scrubbing. I got the brush out. I've got the vacuum in. I'm just trying to clean it up as much as possible so that I can really like stare and just walk around and see if I can see air bubbles coming up, right? Where the water's getting out. Or just see something. If I can see a tear somewhere, I can't find anything. So we had plans that, that day. It was Saturday. We had plans on Saturday yesterday to go out and do this kite flying thing in Uxbridge that we do every year. And um, I'm like, fuck it. We'll stop at the pool store and we'll buy this pool dye fucking detection shit. And sure enough, every goddamn pool store in North Durham is closed at 4 p.m. on a friggin' Saturday. So I don't get any of this shit. So last night, I basically had to come home, shut everything down. Like, just, fuck, I know that there's a leak, but what the hell am I going to do about it? There's nothing I can do until Sunday. So I super chlorinate. I shock it. I'm like, I want the water as clear and still as possible. I shut down everything, take out the vacuum, the works. And I come out this morning. And I'm like, I'm, it's fucking crystal clear, but I'm walking around staring to see if I can see where this leak is. 
where the water is getting out of the pool. Sure enough, hanging over the edge, in the spot that I'm kind of seeing the water. And I look down, and I see like this little, it's like a little black line. I'm like, I wonder if that's it. So I go in and I grab the broom, and I just use kind of the handle of the broom to just kind of poke it a little bit. I just I want to make sure it's not the stem of a leaf or some shit before I strip down again into my underwear. And it was cold last night, right? Like, it dropped down to, like, 14. There's no heater on the pool. So it's going to be a cold dip. I checked the thermometer. It's, like, 61 degrees. So I get the friggin' thing, and sure enough, it's not moving. It's not the stem of a leaf. It is definitely... where the tear is. Oh my God. I'm sorry. I'm cutting myself off here. So we just got a speed camera in Port Perry right across from the arena. And it's, I don't know what the fuck these guys were thinking, but they put the speed camera on the shoulder, on the shoulder of Reach Street, right outside between the Tim Hortons and the church. And anybody that's driven Reach Street Tim, near that Tim Hortons, the shoulders gravel for one. But People do drive like assholes on this street. There's a lot of trucks. We've got a lot of construction going on with this subdivision going up here. And I fucking said yesterday when we were driving past it, I guarantee you within a week, somebody takes that thing out because they're not paying attention. People swerve out onto the shoulder all the time. Why I cut myself off was I just drove past this speed camera and the fucking thing is lying on its side facing the friggin' sky. So... Some satellites are getting some images of how fast they're going tonight because that thing is, it's got to be destroyed or they got to, I don't know what, how much taxpayer money goes towards these things. I get they want to slow people down. I get they don't want people speeding in school zones near the arena and that kind of shit. But if you're going to spend the money to put one of these things in, anchor the fucking thing to the ground properly. Like you see the ones in the Schwiggity and I've been caught by them. And they're on concrete fucking bases. It's not a camera in a metal case sitting on the shoulder. Fuck, the stupidity that comes out of people sometimes just drives me fucking crazy. Anyways, I'll get back on track here. But I see this leak in the pool. And I'm like, all right, here we go. I grab my flex tape. I always keep flex tape on hand because I build an ice rink every year. And ice rink liners are finicky, so you always need your flex tape. And I know I got to jump in this pool. I got to scrub around the area to make sure there's no little residue around it or whatever and get this flex tape on. I got my little credit card squeegee fucking thing that I use for when I'm doing like cricket stuff. So I get everything ready. I hop in this pool. I'm freezing my ass off. I got Finley's goggles on. I'm down pushing on the friggin' side so that I can keep under the water get the flex tape on and I'm scrape, 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 scraping this thing so I can get a good seal. I did wrap a brick in a plastic bag and put it on top of it just to make sure that it adheres properly. God knows what's going to happen when I take that plastic bag out. I'm hoping the flex tape actually stuck to it. But that has been the start of the kids being home from school. And, you know, these are the things that when I do my rants on Facebook... People are like, there's no fucking way, but this shit happens to me all the time. And this friggin' hole just proves it. 
that the pool that I need to use, I need the kids to use it's summertime, I need them out there, I want them to get their vitamin D from the sunshine, to be outside, to not be on their screens, and boom, I get a gash in the side of the freaking pool liner, right down at the base, right where it meets the ground, in the kind of crevice, the corner of the freaking liner, driving me nuts. Anyways, it's patched now, the pool is filled back up, I hope the patch sticks, we'll have to see. I do have one of those robotic vacuum things that floats around in there, and it's got, like, fucking tank treads on it. So, I don't know if it's going to touch it, and the thing's going to go floating away. But anyways, it's worth a shot. That has how the end of school has started for me so far. We're maintaining. You know, we're trying to get some shit done around the house at the same time. We're both trying to work. It's been a bit of a grind. But we do have good kids. They know what they're doing. What's everybody else doing? Did you guys do camps? Did anyone actually do camps for their kids? Like, I get there's sports camps and there's the hockey camps and there's yoga camps and there's every goddamn camp under the sun available. I don't know. Just wasn't in the cards for us this year. We chose a different path, different avenue. Thanks for listening.